0: This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Listener's discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to A Page Too Far, the show where each week one of us reads a book and tells the other all about it. Will it be bad? Will it be good? Who knows? I mean, I do. But, <laughs> but, but let's find out. My name is Rich Uncle Pennybags, and with me as always is my co host, the annoying spinner from the game of life that never stays on the nub on the board it's supposed to it spin on. It doesn't. It doesn't. It fucks me every time. Every single time. Doesn't matter. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. That's Mister Rich Uncle Moneybags, Pennybags, Penny bags. Pennybags. Penny yeah. So you're not necessarily rich. You just have a lot of bags of pennies. It is rich is an adjective, but also part of my name. Oh, oh, okay. I yeah. didn't catch that. Yeah, Rich Uncle Pennybags. So Uncle Dick, yes, Dick bags. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week, I read a book called War Elephant. Okay. Which is by E.J. Garrett. Uh, it's a fiction mixed with an attempt at historical fiction, but it's not. It's just fiction. Okay. Uh, Sounds good. Yeah, it was published by uh, Edward Garrett, self-published, in 2018, and it is 169 pages long. And let me tell you, it was definitely self-published. Okay. <laughs> uh, so here, here is, I, I have this book with me. Uh, yes. I have showed you this cover before when I bought it. But that, oh. is, that is the book. What's going on there? Oh, my God. I do remember you showing me this cover. So it's an elephant, and it's, it looks like it, its tusks have been cut, and instead they mounted these sharp, spiny metal things, uh, and then it's painted so that the front of its head and down its trunk looks like a cobra, and its ears look like they're painted with flames. It it looks really trashy. Yeah. It, like it, if someone got a custom paid job in their car. Right. And it's right. got like the Joker on it. That's what it, it feels to me. Yeah. No, I agree. It reminds me of the PT Cruiser I saw one time that was black, had wood paneling and a flame job. Yeah, exactly. Like a, Ugh, uh. Uh, and then there's a guy in armor mounted on the back. Yep. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So I chose this book because of that cover. Right. How, I mean, how could you not? No, I definitely would have picked that up if I saw that. Yeah. I, I also, um, you're right, it is paint. I was hoping it wasn't. I was hoping it was actually an elephant. <laughs> actually on fire. On fire with a cobra, like the whole shebang. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's paint. So, without further ado, let's dive in. We join our main character, Jake, as he's graduated with an English degree from NYU and is offered a job as a journalist for a big company in Boston. Cool. Cool. He always wanted to be um, an investigative journalist, the guy to bring the big story, the world-changing events. His girlfriend is offered a job in Phoenix okay. that she accepts. Uh, so he says, yeah, I, I mean, I guess it wasn't meant to be. And, and they split that day. Cool. Yeah. Very mature. Yeah. Didn't love each other? No. No. <laughs> um, apparently, it was going nowhere. Right. She called him Jake the Snake. And it wasn't for the reasons you're thinking. Right. Right. <laughs> it was because he had a massive schlong. No. <laughs> No, it's because he was, he was, he was a liar. Oh, you're in a right. a sneak. Oh yeah, that's right. Jake meets his new boss, Joel, and he gets his first job, the job for which he was hired. Okay. So Joel says, Hey, we got this job. And, um, this is kind of the reason that we, we hired you onto this company. He's going to interview a big wig. Okay. A multi-billionaire philanthropist named Sir John Howard. Okay. So we've met Jake, Joel, and John. Right. A lot yeah, of J's here. A lot of J's. Joel doesn't really come up again. What was his girlfriend's name? Didn't have one. I'm going to say her name was Jasmine. Sounds good. Okay. Jake flies to England, rents a Jag. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, this chapter is about three and a half pages long. Okay. And uh, one full page is about the Jag. Oh, great. Okay. It's, uh, it's a weird like between blue and purple neon color. Um, it's a rental and he, he picked it out and then walked in and said, I want that car. Okay. And it's like above his per diem that he's allowed. But he says it's better to ask forgiveness than permission. Okay. So, so he's so, going to yeah. get fired right away. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you need know, to... the, first, the first day on the job. Yeah, you need rapport before you can do shit like that. Exactly. Uh, but he says, I'll be damned if I'm showing up at a billionaire's house and anything less. I mean, I, is, I don't think a billionaire would care about that. I don't think he expects you to show no. up like that. No. If you're a journalist. He checks in at an inn near John Howard's estate. And makes the drive there. Uh, he's reading instructions given to him by his secretary, and he it mentions that he has his own private secretary. Okay, she doesn't come up again. Okay, yep. Is uh, she like uh, like in, in Twin Peaks when Cooper is always? I've never seen. To- okay, Twin Peaks. Never mind then. Yeah. <laughs> the The main character, his name is FBI agent, special agent Cooper. He's FBI. Okay, and he is constantly speaking into a recorder to his secretary. Ah, but we never, ever, ever meet a secretary. Diane, 1130 a.m., February 24th, entering the town of Twin Peaks. It's five miles south of the Canadian border, 12 miles west of the state line. I've never seen so many trees in my life. So he's following instructions given to him by his secretary. He rings the doorbell. Okay. And then reads the next note, like the next line in the note, and it says, destroy this message immediately. And he eats it. I got the impression it was on an iPad, but I don't think it was. I think it was a piece of paper. Anyway, uh, he chides himself for not reading the instructions in full first. Yeah. I, what? <laughs> I would totally read all the instructions as soon as I got them. Yeah. And then it doesn't say that he destroys the document at all in any way, shape, or form. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah. he's like, well, I missed that. Fuck it. Yeah. And, and I don't know if that's just author <laughs> oversight or, right. or, or it just doesn't matter. I don't know. Okay. It would have been great. To, to have like a, a Chekhov's gun situation. Yeah. Where he stuffs it into a flower pot. Somebody finds it and Ooh. it fucks everything up. Oh, that would have been... Yeah. Way... That would have made sense. <laughs> oh, no. No one answers the door, but a young woman comes out of a barn nearby. Okay. Uh, she calls Jake by name and invites him in. Uh, into the house, that is. Okay. So she comes out of the barn. Not, and not into Jake. the barn. Yeah. And they go into the house. Okay. He makes a creepy remark that she's wearing a very specific perfume. Okay. Uh, and it's because his mother used to wear the same. Oh, dude. Yep. So she escorts Jake inside. She tells him that his face has been scanned and that he has passed the test. So the, from when he rang the doorbell until she took him inside, he was being monitored. Okay, And he checks out. Turns out he is actually an investigative, inquisitive journalist. They scanned his face and they're like, congratulations, you have a face. Yes. Welcome in. Exactly. There's a moment where she offers him a drink and he accepts, but instead of her pouring a drink, a door opens and, quote, a guy dressed like SWAT comes in with the glass and hands it to him. Okay, so armored up. I don't think he was because the impression that I get later on, because we meet several more of these guys, uh, is that they have an earpiece. And I think that's what he's referring to. (laughs) But he, like, used the wrong... So he looks like Secret Service. Yes. Not SWAT. Yes. Okay. That's what I would say. So that guy comes in and hands him the glass. Okay. Like, it's already pre-made and everything. He falls in love with the woman, whose name is Kate, and she reads that in her scan as well. sorry, you say he falls in love with her? Yes. Like, on the spot? Yes. How much have they talked so far? We scanned your face. Would you like a drink? Oh, my God. Are Are you sure this isn't Miller? In another life? (laughs) It could be. Also, there's a a mention that she gets something in her earbud and she giggles. uh, And Jake suspects that the guy who was watching the scan made a comment about him being interested in her. Wow. So he is (laughs) a narcissist. He is. He's also right. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, Real professional. They never explicitly state that that is what happened, but it is very obvious from the author's intent that that is what happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She offers him a sleeping pill to take back to his hotel because he had... Oh, okay. So it was a six-hour flight and then a six-hour time difference, so it's 12 hours of uh, a a shift. All right, I was gonna say that was a very bold strategy. Yeah. Here's a sleeping pill. Yeah. No. (laughs) Um, So he accepts it, and uh, he takes that and a, like, a pager transponder disguised as a pen. Why couldn't he just have a regular pager? I'll explain that in a bit. Okay. Uh, That he is supposed to leave this is kind of like the pre-interview before the actual interview okay. so they were vetting him and everything making sure everything right. was kosher so they give him this pen and say next time you come in don't stop the car and go to the door go straight to the barn this will open the barn door when you drive up okay, okay. so it's like a, like a door opener he takes the pill um once he's back in his in his room at the end he takes the pill he downs it and he wakes up to find that his room had been gone through it wasn't ransacked But things were in different places. Like he left his shoes under like halfway under the bed and they are now uh, next to the wall in perfect position. (sighs) What amateurs. And yeah, I'm saying. Um, So it wasn't ransacked, but it was definitely searched. And he immediately switches hotels. Okay. It occurs to him that the men were looking for the pen. So he resolves to take his suitcase with him wherever he goes. Okay. Instead of just taking the pen. The pen's in the suitcase? No, the pen was in his toothbrush case. He, he basically took out his toothbrush and put the pen in there. So what's up with the suitcase? I don't know. <laughs> so so okay. I'm assuming, uh, again, it's not explicitly stated, but I'm assuming that he, they, he means he's going to take all of his luggage with him wherever he goes, which is just a suitcase and like a laptop bag. Okay. But if they're after the pen, then they're not after his luggage. Right. Just take the pen. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I don't, I don't know. I I mean, although I guess there is a point to be made of they went through my stuff. So I'm going to keep my stuff with me. He's bashful. Yeah. Self-conscious. Yeah. Uh, He drives to the house and the barn opens. He drives in and the floor descends. It's an elevator. Okay. Kate says they caught the man who entered his room and they're going to keep security following him after the interview until he's safe in his own world. So we learn here that they've been following him since he landed. Uh, They've been surveilling him and vetting him again making right. sure everything's up and up and uh they're going to once the interview is over they're going to make sure that when he goes back to his old life in the states that he's still okay and nobody's going to come after him right so security before during and after they drive for a bit under a lake there's a lake near the compound all right and into a massive hangar with all kinds of like land rovers and helicopters and planes uh, and she takes him to the most comfortable room he's ever been in Okay. And he kind of waits there. It's, like a, it's like, a, like a lounge waiting room. And then later she comes back and she takes him in to meet Sir John Howard, who I can only describe as Charles Dance. Very British, very uppity, mm-hmm. wealthy, multi-billionaire. Right. I don't know if Charles Dance is, but, you know, he should be. So Howard and Jake talk about why Jake was brought here. Uh, Sir Howard's grandfather had inherited the very elephant skull on the front of the cover. Okay. It is was painted as a cobra with flames. Okay. <laughs> uh from an Indian guru who his father, Sir Howard's great-grandfather, right, had respected. We find out more about that relationship later. That skull is of the most legendary war elephant to ever live, Shaka, also called Shaka Raj, okay, who would only be tamed by his mahout rider, Aryan. Now, a lot of this takes place in India, right? I am going to do my best To pronounce these names. For the names? Okay. Uh, I make no promises. It is said that the person, uh, that a person would be able to touch the skull and meet with the spirit of the elephant who resides within. But the person who touches it has to be the person in which the soul of Aryan resides. Okay. To touch Shaka's skull and get the experience, you have to have Aryan within you. So the reincarnation. Pretty much. Okay. Without explicitly stating it. Right. Sir Howard also says that Jake was saved by an elephant when he was a kid, and Jake confirms this. This is the first he's like, "Hey, when you were a kid, you were saved by an elephant, right?" And Jake's like, "Oh yeah, I guess I was, yeah." <laughs> this is something that is just like, "Oh yeah, that happened." Yeah, and, and he, uh, Jake, in his headspace, says that his parents used to tell the story all the time, and it became one of those just like, "Oh, stop telling that story, like I don't care right, anymore." Right, like that kind of thing. So, a gorilla had broken out of its pen. Its name was Jamba. Okay. And Jamba had some juice for him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And it was at the zoo and it grabbed Jake and an elephant charged the gorilla. Okay. The gorilla threw the elephant. No. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) The gorilla threw Jake at the elephant. Okay. And the elephant caught him in its trunk and like set him down behind the elephant. And then the elephant charged again. Okay. The gorilla jumped back into his pen. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Very exciting. Yes. Uh, and then the elephant stood guard over Jake until his parents came, and, and well, zookeepers actually were the first ones to come. All right, escort him away. That elephant was like, "Yo, keep your shit straight. You got me. Exactly. I'm doing half your fucking job here." I just uh, spit all over the place. You did. It's true. It wasn't on me though, and that's fine. So Howard asks if Jake wants to meet the elephant that saved him. He's here, and he's kind of allowed to roam free, but he never leaves this this place. Okay. He knows his destiny. And Jake says, sure. What? <laughs> His destiny is to kill you, Mr. <sighs> Mr. Jake. No, Mr. Jake, I expect you to die. <laughs> I don't remember if Jake knows at this point, but the elephant's name is Santini. 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 S-A-N-T-I-N-I. Santini. Okay. Santini. That's like a, a, a mixed desert drink right yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> the best I got. Look, there's not a lot you can do. <laughs> There's not a lot you can do. And that was the obvious fruit there. (laughs) You're fine. They go to meet Santini uh, and the elephant bows when Jake arrives. Like he kind of kneels down Mm -hmm. at a prodding from Sir Howard. Jake grabs Santini's tusks and all of a sudden he has a vision of the day Santini rescued him. He's seeing it through Santini's eyes. Okay. Sir Howard is elated and says that we have much work to do. So he kind of expected that. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, he did. Kate escorts Jake back to the Jag and says, "Oh, by the way, uh, this car's yours now." <laughs> Wait, did he rent it? He did. So they just bought it from the rental agency. Yep. Okay. And they also gave him a credit card and said, "Here, use this for whatever you want. Or right. keep it tasteful." <laughs> okay. No, no, uh, Max at the hotel. No, no hookers. Uh, he said he wasn't sure. We never get confirmation on this, but he says he wasn't sure how much the limit was because they never told him, and he didn't want to ask. Right. Um, but he expected around 50,000, but he never expected a million, which is like insinuating that it's a million, okay. but it's never confirmed or denied. So he doesn't know it's a million. Right. So what? <laughs> what's the point of saying that? I think the narrator knew it was a million. Okay. And just telling us just forgot that we never like that. We don't know. Okay. Or what? what if he like experimented? He tried tried to buy something that was like $2 million and it got to A million and one. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, okay. And he just like bumped it down until it hit a million and it passed. He's like, oh, cool. I'm going to refund that, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to dispute this charge. (laughs) When he gets out to his hotel, uh, he finds out that his bill has been paid for the next two months. Now, his bill was being taken care of by his job anyway, but it is now paid for two months in advance. Okay. Okay. With unlimited room service. And he'd been given a, and I wrote this in a very funny way. Um, he'd been given a 2,500 pound bottle of scotch, which is the same scotch that he had been drinking. Okay. And I wrote 2,500 LB because <laughs> I couldn't be bothered to find the pounds. Uh. He calls his boss and his boss says, Hey, uh, yeah, you have a new employer now kind of knew this was going to happen, but if you never need a job in the future, let me know. Um, oh my God, <laughs> wh- where do you want your paycheck sent? And he says, I won't be needing my check. But they legally have to give you your paycheck, right? Uh Uh-huh. Joel, this is the last time we see him. Yeah. Says, yeah, I thought you'd say that. Why? I don't know. I I guess because his new employer is like a billionaire. So I, whatever. Yeah. I don't like it. I I hate it. (laughs) Jake meets with Kate and Sir John uh, and he's offered a drink. He asks for orange juice and they take him to meet Santini the elephant again. Okay. He takes a couple of sips and then on a whim, he throws the orange juice into Santini's mouth and Santini loves it. And he says, he says, I knew, I knew he'd love it. How did I know he'd love it? Well, it's a fruit. Elephants like fruits. Look. Sir <laughs> so John says, yeah, that's, that's what we're here to find out. How did you know he'd love that fruit that elephants eat? Right. Fruit. hmm. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> So he makes it his routine to now walk and talk with Santini, and he finds out that Santini can understand him. Um, He's sensitive to his moods and actions, and he can understand, like, a hundred different English word commands and do different things. It's really, really cool. Uh, He also hits on Kate a bit more. Okay, wonderful. Yep. Uh, She's not having any of it. Sir Howard says that he must, from now on, call him John. Okay. Call me John, not Sir Howard. It would make things easier. And Kate says that is a very exclusive club to be in. You are the youngest person <laughs> to ever call him John. And Jake's like, you want to know an even more exclusive club? Yeah. it in my pants. Hey. No, it's not exclusive at all. Fuck anything. Yeah, it's all access. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Costco. You just give him you just buy you pay fifty bucks for the card and you're yeah, good. You get a discount if you buy in bulk. Yeah. <laughs> so Jake rides and talks to Santini more and more over the weeks, and one day, Kate says John wants to see him. And he offers Kate a ride on Santini, and she accepts. Okay, uh, they go up to the house and uh, meet John. John says it's wonderful to see her riding with Jake. He then says every time Jake is with Santini, the room where Shaka's skull is gets warmer. Okay, like noticeably warmer. Um, Flames like on incredibly the ears. warm, <gasps> like thirty six degrees Celsius. It's pretty warm. It's ninety six point eight degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. I looked it up. Oh, that's a uh, body temperature. 96.8 is the body temperature of an elephant. Oh, okay. Uh, he tells Jake to grab the tusks, just like he did with Santini. Jake is hooked up to several machines, um, heart monitors, brain monitors. Okay, one question. Yeah. Are the, aren't the, spi- uh, the tusks really spiky? Yes. There are, but like, look how big he is compared to those, and you can kind of grab in between them. I guess. Um, this skull is huge. Right, okay. Biggest elephant skull ever. Uh, uh, ever. 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 Okay. Not joking. Okay. Ever. So he does. He has a long vision. It's like two hours of real time and many days of vision time. Okay. That basically includes him inhabiting the body of Aryan and watching his father die and his father's elephant, who was also injured in the same attack that killed his father, giving birth to Shaka before dying herself. Okay. He raises Shaka on a very special diet that his father tells him to, uh, told him to. And when he comes to, he finds out that it's only been a few hours and he makes a comment that I think this is going to be, oh, he makes a comment that I think is going to be very prevalent throughout the book, that the world was different. No steel, no asphalt, no noise. You could really feel the world. I'm pretty sure steel was around then. At the time there were war elephants, there was also steel. This is 5,500 years ago pre-bronze maybe, age yeah maybe not steel yeah <laughs> there wasn't war elephants at that time was there mm. maybe there was mm. i yeah i just realized i don't know shit about war elephants yeah so. me neither <laughs> i know i know they're what um scipio used i think to conquer across the alps yeah but basically modernism and technology bad old elephant wars good right is the message that i'm getting man it was so much better when everyone was fucking slaughtering each other with elephants and dying at the age of The ripe old age of 30. Yeah. (laughs) I have here, read end of page 49 and top of page 50. Okay. So this is going to give you an insight into, we already had a little bit of how he writes. Right. It's going to give you an insight into that. And also, it's very important. The following day, Sir Howard, Kate, and I uh, enjoyed a wonderful French toast breakfast with strawberries, cream, and orange juice. That sounds good. It seemed so mystical to me that these things were so easy for us to enjoy, and yet- we really did not understand the joy of good food and the true bonds of love. Our world, our world was compressed was a compressed picture in a computer that was reduced in detail to enhance storage. It now felt curiously like a life with the sugar taken out of it, despite the luxury and convenience. I was more than ready to go back to the world of ancient India. What was what so What was so great about ancient India? Explain that. It you can feel the world. What does that mean? So. He has inhabited a few days of Aryan at this time. He Aryan makes baskets out of bamboo and reeds. Cool. He trains and has a bond with an elephant. I mean, but he does too, so uh-huh. that's not something new. Look, or technology bad, modernism bad. <laughs> old ancient India elephant wars good. Does he just like crafts? Yes. And he doesn't have any crafting in his ju- in his life, so he's like, I want to go back to that life where I can just make baskets all day. I believe that is correct. OK, <laughs> again, not ex- not stated that way, but man needs a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no shame in it. Just admit you like doing that. and Go do it. Yeah, I support it. There we go. So he has months worth of visions and he learns all about the Indus River Valley. Uh, he understands. So when he's in Aryan's body, he speaks the language because he's he's not doing things. He yeah. is basically just watching. OK. And Aryan is speaking. So he understands Aryan's thought process and what he's saying. So, when he comes out, he helps Charles Dance, Sir John, right. uh, kind of put down rudiments of the language and, and develop that because this is something that they hadn't known because this is completely different from the Rosetta right. Stone This Essentially, Assassin's Creed. Pretty, pretty much. That very yeah. much seems like an inspiration to this, yeah. except you don't have your own control over it. Does Charles Dance ever like slap the elephant's skull and say, this baby can hold so many fucking visions? No. no you wouldn't doesn't. believe it. I wish he did, but no, he does not. We learn that elephants must be raised with love, not broken like a horse. <sighs> okay. I have a lot of experience with horses. Yes. I grew up around horses. Mm-hmm. Breaking, an, uh, breaking a horse does not mean you don't love the horse. It doesn't mean you abuse the horse. Mm-hmm. Breaking, breaking is, ref, is referencing breaking the horse's spirit, mm-hmm. which sounds awful. Yeah. All that means is that... so. Horses are very independent animals. They want to do what they want to do. Yeah. So what you do is you work with a horse, usually in a round pen, Mm -hmm. for days until that horse learns that doing what you want it to do is in its best interest. Mm -hmm. And then the horse will just do what you want it to do. That's breaking a horse. You're not whipping it. You're not hurting it ever. You're just getting the horse to a point where it understands that it wants to do what you want it to do. Because then it's better for the horse. It gets rewarded. It's positive conditioning. This is kind of the same with like all animals. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, so. (laughs) Exactly. That's fucking bullshit. What he just said. Elephants need to be raised with love. And so do every animal. Uh Uh-huh. Every single one. So Jake recalls an incident from a few years back, and he looks it up on YouTube. uh, Because he remembers hearing about it, but now he wants to learn more. An elephant had killed its trainer and broken out and run into the streets of Honolulu. Okay. It was shot 86 times before it died. Jesus. And Jake asserts that the only reason it would do that is because its trainer was an evil person who deserved to die. And the elephant did nothing wrong. You know what? I'm going to surprise you, maybe. Yeah. I think I might agree with him. Okay. Because elephants are usually very docile mm-hmm. unless they're being abused. True. Uh, especially raised in an environment like that. That where, is correct. Where that's all they know is they're, they're not going to be violent unless someone is being violent to them. And... I would say any animal that's part of a circus or a zoo breaking out and causing havoc, it is not their fault. I agree. <laughs> I would say that. I agree. Um, it just wanted a friend. Uh, but this actually happened, like IRL. Right. Yeah. No, that happens. Um, no, this event, that specific, Honolulu, this specific Honolulu, event. Honolulu event, it happened on August 20th, 1994. Okay. The elephant, um, I don't know if it's Tyke or Tykey, it's T Y K E, killed three people and was gunned down in the street. Um, it inspired laws for animal protection in Hawaii, and a California representative has since introduced legislation into the house right. um, I- shortly after that, and then also again in 2012. Um, and this inspired a lot of change in the animal rights community, realizing that, hey, maybe you should actually have a good trainer for your animals, right. and that would stop this. Yeah. Um, one of the people who died, though, was a reporter who allegedly ran in front of the elephant to try and calm it down. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah okay yeah he was i think he was thrown into a car and died oh jesus yeah right after this uh the book has a line break that i laughed at okay it says quote the years passed and finally i was riding the 10 year old (laughs) (laughs) oh no finish it please years passed and finally i was riding the 10 year old bull wherever i went so the context is now, because we find out after that sentence, um, he's, he's in his visions again. Right. And Aryan is riding Shaka. The 10 year old Shaka. Who is 10 year old. Yes, in a male okay. elephant. It's called the bull elephant. Aryan and Shaka grow and become famous traders in their area. Uh, they marry a girl named Lani. Um, so Aryan makes baskets. He can also carve flutes. He teaches himself how to carve a four hole flute and then a six hole flute and then a flute and 12 hole flute. Okay. And play as well. Right. So people will come, they'll buy a flute, he'll give them a lesson. And then they'll take it away and then they'll come back and buy the next upgrade and that kind of thing. Wow. He's given a statue at one point uh, that's like a bronze or brass. I think it's bronze statue that resembles the lord over the valley that he lives in. His name is Lord Kumar. Um, lord Kumar is the, is the lord over the valley who was supposed to defend his father okay. in that area when the other guy attacked and killed his father and Shaka's his mother. Okay. That lord's name is Lord Ganja. Okay. And I love it. <laughs> because I'm a child. So wait, he got a bronze statue of that guy. A bronze statue of Lord Kumar, the 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 good guy, quote unquote. Oh, okay. What a crummy gift. Uh he <laughs> the book posits that most likely the merchant just didn't want to carry it anymore. Right, right. During uh Nazi Germany, mm-hmm. uh that was a common prize for like sporting events was like you get a big portrait of Hitler. <laughs> <And> it's like <laughs> What a, what a terrible gift. Like, Thanks. I have nowhere to put it. it. Yeah, it doesn't matter who it is. Why would you want to... Por- unless it's a portrait of yourself. I would take that portrait of Terry Crews from White Chicks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I would too. Yeah. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. But he marries a girl named Lonnie. Uh, they have a good few years and nothing interesting really happens. Jake gives his report to So uh, they, he, they call him the professors or the boys who... Uh, the boys. Who Sir Sir Howard has deciphering what uh, Jake comes back with and confirming right. it with him and that kind of thing. Yeah. Like they'll show him bits of bamboo and he's like, no, that one was there, that one wasn't, that one okay. was there, and they're like, yeah, these ones are from India, so like that makes sense. Every time Jack gives his report, Jake. Oh, his name was Jake, wasn't it? Yeah. Fuck. Every time Jake gives his report, one of the boys is like, "You're a good con, Jake." Exactly, and then the other one ends up being a Nazi. Um, <laughs> People like what I have to say. They just don't like that word elephant, but he doesn't really have any like hard proof of anything, right? They're like, you're not giving us anything that couldn't have been researched. Yeah. Other than just like day to day life in the Indus River Valley. Uh, then Shaka is taken by Lord Kumar. So Shaka has become the biggest elephant okay. uh, like ever than anyone's ever seen. He is uh, the height of two men, it says, which seems kind of small. That to me. seems standard. Yeah. Like, but, or uh, substandard, but he weighs double. Like the next elephant, so he's just fat as fuck. Yeah, dude he's thick. That's ah, uh, that's great. I'm just picturing a obese elephant. That's great. <laughs> picturing like a like a like an elephant with a Pixar mom ass. Yeah. <laughs> so he's Clifford. Yeah, he loves him so much, he just gets big. Yeah, but uh, it also says Shaka is very gentle, um, very loving, very caring. Right. He is taken by Lord Kumar to become the lead in his phalanx of war elephants. Okay. Arian is given another elephant named Santini as a replacement. Okay. No one can tame Shaka. Right. So Arian is then pressed into Lord Kumar's service oh. to be Shaka's mahout. His mahout? Mahout, which is like rider caretaker. Would that be cool if I just called you that? My mahout? That would mean I'm your rider caretaker. <laughs> okay, maybe not, but I like that word, mahout. Mahout. So Jake gets stressed now that Arian's going to be going to war. And John is like, yo, um, it already happened. It's not you, it's him. Jake goes to Santini for comfort, and they walk in the lake near the compound. Okay. All of a sudden, a chopper and a Range Rover come gunning over the hill, and Santini runs up towards and then past them, and they continue on to the lake. Okay. They hear gunfire behind them. Later, Kate tells him that there was an intruder attempting to do something. Okay. That's all he gets. It's kind of like, you know, security knows you're fine, but there was an incident, but we took care of it. Right. It's, about, it's above your, your clearance. Exactly. Um, and that three attempts had been made to steal the artifact, which is what they call the skull. Right. Um, three attempts had been made to steal it in the past few years. So they figure it's connected to that. Okay. At this point, the story feels like a series of vignettes. Um, this isn't helped by the chapters being two to four pages long. Right. <laughs> it just really feels like, okay, then this happened. Okay, then this happened. Yeah. Okay, this happened. And it's not, I was very, very rapidly losing interest. Yeah. It's also confusing though. Because at one point, Jake says he wonders and is scared that if Aryan dies, would he die too? But right after that, he says that it's a good thing that he learned early on that any cuts and bruises Aryan suffers don't materialize on him in the real world. So, like, why would you think it would happen if he died? Yeah, okay. There's a few chapters here of battle. Short story, Shaka is the biggest, strongest, and most badass elephant. Uh, Right. He fights the elephants that killed his mother. The, The specific elephant that killed his mother, Shaka, fights him and completely wrecks him. Okay. Lord Kumar completely wrecks Lord Ganja he offers Aryan anything he wishes and has his wife and kid brought to the palace to live with them he's cool. like you are now my like war chief right so yeah Shaka went on a bloodlusted rage in battle but that's okay technology bad and elephants only hurt bad people mm mmm yep <laughs> So what's an instance of technology being bad? I don't. Technology isn't like a part of this. No, everything is compressed into a computer screen and then they take out the quality. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> We're all a compressed JPEG. Yeah, exactly. It's actually redundant because JPEGs are compressed anyways. Well, there you go. So you're proving the point. You're compressed. I'm being compressed. <laughs> John suggests that they should take a trip to India. Uh, he has the crews excavating the areas that Jake had been describing, and he wants to confirm if they're the real places. They go, and Jake sees everything now as it had been. He leads them to a cave that had his old tools and baskets in it that was undisturbed through 5,500 years. Fuck off. <laughs> baskets would just they would be dust. They'd Look, be nothing. The cave was covered by overgrowth, undergrowth, whatever. So the, the mouth of the cave was sealed off. So there's so no to, like, air it getting through at all. Yeah. No, like actually, yes, they had to dig it. I'm dubious, but I don't, I don't know how that, I mean. I'm also dubious that the goddamn topography didn't change in 6,000 right. years. What the hell? <laughs> it could be like 30 feet underground. Yeah. Uh, I, I who mean, who it kind of was, it, it was buried, okay. but he's like, no, this is that hill. Like, and this is that hill. Like it's perfect. Yeah. Everything. Cause they do this a few <laughs> times and the topography always matches exactly Right. Unless there's like construction in the way or something. That's not how the world works. No, no. Gah. Okay. Fucking everything in ancient Egypt was completely like buried except the pyramids. Yes. And they've had to dig it all up. (laughs) Jake hikes to the place where Lord Kumar was and finds out that it's the same hilltop where John's uh, grandfather was buried. So he was buried in India. Okay. And that the city had changed names over centuries and no one realized it. So they knew he was buried in city A. And they knew Arian lived in city B, but they didn't connect that they were the same city because huh. the name had changed. Right. Okay. You know. John says, well, I should have realized that, but <laughs> oh, well, it's like a clerical error. Yeah, kind of. Jake returns to England and John and Kate set up a new house in India. Santini is relieved to see Jake again. Why is Kate there? Kate is John's like secretary right hand girl. Oh, that's right. I yeah. forgot. Okay. Yeah. So she actually, she and Jake shared a tent on the height, and I didn't say that. Okay. Um, but when they're hiking, they shared a tent, but they literally just go in the tent and fall asleep. There's no conversation. Oh, like. okay. So, so, yeah. But Jake is like, yo, this is awesome. See, <laughs> like 10? Yes. <laughs> this is so cool. Yeah. She's right next to me asleep. Yeah. She's snoring loudly. On a whim, he goes to a music shop and buys a flute. So he just picks it up and starts playing it. Right. And he plays it in the ancient style. Now, he had never played a flute before. Right. But Arian had, and he's been living inside Arian. A patron of the shop hears him. Hey, support our Patreon. Uh, (laughs) A patron of the shop hears him and asks if he would play at at her her daughter's wedding. He agrees and has a great time. Oh, my God. And later, he tells John this. And John says that they are going to set up a time and they're going to record him playing. Because the tunes he's playing are the tunes that Arian played, which are 6,000 years old. Okay. Okay. So I'm waiting for like a major conflict to show up. Man, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> um, oh, another intruder is caught and interrogated. Okay, and he works for Edmund Jensen. Okay, now, Edmund Jensen is an old contemporary of John Howard's. Sounds so similar. Were roommates in college, and no, one, went one way, one went the other. No, they weren't. They yeah, were they not were. roommates they in, went, in college. They went to Cambridge together. Oh my god, that's the most like fucking cliche thing ever yeah so you want to know what else is interesting what that's the last we hear of any of these attempts on anything and the last we hear of edmund jensen okay <laughs> we find out he's behind it and then john is like yeah i don't bear him any ill will but he's kind of a douche and, and that's it and not a problem that's it just not an issue at all yeah okay yeah what a useless book yeah anyway jesus <laughs> Back in time, Aryan is now a war leader, though he prays there isn't another battle. And Lord Kumar has a professional painter paint Shaka for battle, a cobra with flames in the ears. I I just, I can't. It's it's so awful. (laughs) It's so tacky. Yeah. I don't. It's meant to inspire fear. Right? That's the whole point. It looks silly, though. (laughs) What if you painted the elephant to look like it was just a skull? Like an elephant skull. That'd be interesting. And maybe then put flames on the ears. Yeah. That, that would be neat. That'd be interesting. Not a fucking giant snake. I, I don't know. That elephant's going to Flavor Town. That's all I'm saying. Look, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, Jake is now growing more used to being in the past than in the present. He's getting that Inception vibe. Right. Uh, he continues for months and I, he he can come out of it. At a touch, like when somebody, when somebody touches his arm, he snaps out of the visions. Yeah. Now, and he's going for longer periods of time and that kind right. of thing. Like, yeah. He needs more. Exactly. Uh, the excavation uncovers new hieroglyphs that Jake's rudimentary language skills are helping to interpret. Okay. Cool. Arin and Lani live like kings in the palace, but they're still leery of wealth. Lord Kumar wants more, but he has everything that he needs, but he still wants more. Right. Why? And eventually another Lord rises to challenge him because Kumar wants to invade the land that, uh, to the south. Okay. So this Lord rises up and is like, yo, you're not taking this. Yeah. Aryan and Shaka are called to battle again, and they're painted with the cobra, the flames, and the given tusk guards with blades. So those are wrote, okay. They're wrapped over the tusks. Right, okay. And tied to the front legs to keep them from falling off. Aryan is concerned that Shaka will have to shed blood again. It isn't good. It isn't good that he should shed blood. Okay. He fucking loved it. Yeah, I mean like at the time. That's just what he's been doing. So Well he had done it once. A one just that one, one battle. Oh okay, okay. Yeah. The battle starts and the enemy instantly retreats. So, so the battle starts and Shaka sets up like a war cry, like a trumpet. Okay. And other elephants join him. And then the enemy who also has war elephants just back off. Right. Okay. Aryan and the host follow them. And some of the elephants fall into pits that were covered by brush. Shit. Yeah. The enemy retreats to the sea and Lord Kumar's forces stop and consider what to do. They're like, we weren't expecting to have to fight them with the sea at their back. Like we don't want to slaughter them. We just want to take their shit. So they're considering what's going on, and at that time, the lord of the enemy's forces walks down the beach towards them. Okay. And he says, spare my men, let them go, take me. And they behead him on the spot. It was the best outcome that Aryan could have hoped for. He didn't have to shed any blood. Shaka didn't. On the way back, they see one elephant in a pit who was too injured to be retrieved. So some of them could climb out um, if they were dug out a bit, The other, but this one couldn't. Um, men jump down, saw off his tusks, take his armaments and then bury him alive. Oof. in frets at the futility of war. Okay. Or sucks. Yeah. Uh, important point. That elephant's name is Noor. N-O-O-R. Noor. Yeah. Remember that. John asks Jake if he could locate the pit. He does. Okay. It's under a building. <laughs> it's under a building? <laughs> so John buys the building and says, uncover it. And they no. use sonar to determine that there's a pit there. But the pit was filled in, and it's been 6,000 years. Oh, my God. But they find it in the exact same spot. Yeah, because of topography. Yeah. John says that they'd found documents in the palace of Lord Kumar, and they know a little bit about what's going to happen next now. Okay. Um, there will be two more battles, and then Jake is, you're, you're done. That's it. There's right. two more battles, and you're not allowed to go further. There is another battle after that. Jake says, why am I not going to go fight in that other battle? Like, why am I not allowed to go watch that one? And okay. John says, look, it's need to know and you don't. Okay. Jake vows to himself to not tell them what's going on in full detail so he can kind of saw them out and see for himself. Once. Oh. Uh, Lord Kumar seeks to conquer again. He sends his elephant line out and they win a great victory. Aryan is uh, sad that Shaka had to kill again. And another elephant is placed at his side, a bold named Malacca, who performed almost as well as Shaka. Wow. Now, he was given such fanfare that I thought he would be important to the story, but he dies like a bitch in the next battle. Oh, no. Yeah. And then off the distance, you hear, It still, it counts as one. Exactly. So, Malaka comes up, all this fanfare, he's awesome, he's dead immediately. Man. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, and I wrote that in my notes, anyway. (laughs) Jake delays the events in time, not telling John or the professors that the battle had already happened. He strings them along for a few more days and then tells them. Acting as if it had just happened. Right. Then he does the same with the next battle. The the third battle. And Sir Howard says, yo, um, we know you're lying. <laughs> okay. You just finished your third battle and you want to continue. Dumbass, you've been hooked up to heart and brain monitors. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Like, we can tell there's shit going on. Yeah. It's like, no, it's just, uh, you know, Arian and his wife. <laughs> that's <soft>. all <laughs> there's no, no, no battles yeah yeah um, he says anyway you could die but do what you want whatever you're determined to go through oh it. now it's you're just gonna hate fine her. yeah okay Kate comes in and says I don't want you to go shut the fuck up and he promises to come back to her no matter shut what shut up what, when was that developed so there was a day when they went shopping together that I skipped What? <laughs> but that's it they went shopping together Okay. There's also a line about the Hindu god of death, Shiva, originally being named Shaka. Hmm. I don't know if that's... I don't know. I I don't know. I don't care if it's true or not. Right. Lord Kumar's army is being set upon shortly after their last battle. So they had their last battle, and then normally they would take time to recover. No time to recover. The army's coming. Okay. We gotta fight. They had not had any time to heal. They raise a battle line, and the author says that Shaka, along with two other elephants, one named Noor, set a trumpet call. Right, only Nor's the one who died in the pit. <laughs> so I don't, and it's not another elephant named Nor. Oh no! <laughs> it, it's the and I went back and I I read the passage like three no. different times. No, it's the same elephant, but it but it's the dead one. But it's not. Maybe he was there in spirit. See, that's what I thought, but no. We like Nor so much, yeah. that we just called this one Nor I, I, exactly. But no, that's not that either. It's Nor. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, So they fight, and Lord Kumar's lines are shattered. Shaka is separated from the main force. He gives an amazing accounting of himself. He kills or injures every other enemy elephant, and there's 56 of them. Damn! Yeah. Um, But eventually, Shaka is brought down and killed. Uh, When this happens, all the fighting ceases. Everything stops. Because Shaka's reputation had been so great. Yeah. And Aryan climbs off of him and just cries. Right, The Lord... Opposing Kumar tells Aryan that he will bury Shaka as if he had fought for him because he was such a respected foe. Right. Such a great beast showing such loyalty to its rider is a test because it had used its trunk to like save Aryan from spears and things. Nice. Um, He says such a great beast showing such um, loyalty to its rider is a testament to the life of the rider and Aryan will be honored. Shaka's head will be preserved. Lord Kumar is sent packing and Aryan stays with the new Lord Shekar for a couple of days until he goes back to Lord Kumar. Okay. Yep. Um, now to sum up, Aryan is honored and becomes Lord Kumar's personal mahout and elephant trainer. So okay. he trains mahouts and he trains elephants. Now Lord Kumar is a changed man who has lost his greed. Um, he's fine protecting the people that he has. He doesn't want any more war. Jake in the real world tells John that he could find the hill where Shaka is buried. And then on the flight there, he proposes to Kate, but, but they, they already have a skull. Why do they want the rest of his body? because <laughs> okay but also themed 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 okay what's mm-hmm. themed oh no fiend fucking hell so there's a thing right called um <laughs> kerning which right. is which is fonts and how they look in the spacing between them yes the author put a space in between every letter of the end. So it just says themed. <laughs> and I love it. Fiend. That is. That is war elephant. That was uh, disappointing. Very. But it was enjoyable. I yes. Think. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. So I had fun reading it because it was bad. Yeah. And I had fun recounting it because it was bad. <laughs> it, it just uh, hit me how he was able to get all the visions from the past. Because elephants don't forget. <gasps> oh my God. Ah! Uh, again, not explicitly stated, but that's my new headcanon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think No, it's explicitly stated that it's a spirit of Shocker living inside its own skull, which is kind of weird. Yeah, that's what I do. Just chill out in my own skull. It's it, The Thetan resides within the skull. <laughs> 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 we were due for it. We were, it's it, been we were so due. long. It's I mean, been a long time. Even if it has been a long time in episodes, if you're listening, like if you're binging, um, it's been a long time for us. Yeah, we haven't even spoken about it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. If you want to know what we're talking about, go check out episode 12 Scientology. That's a good one. That's a fun episode. It's a pretty good one. Yeah. There were so many not spelling errors, but like words being omitted. Oh no. <laughs> like you could tell what he was trying to say, but he forgot usually an adverb. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. It was, it, there was like one per chapter almost. Oh, no. And there's a lot of chapters because it's 168 pages in each. The longest chapter was eight pages. Wow. Yeah. I'm just trying to think now of things that I didn't write in my notes that are kind of interesting. There is a scene as well where he goes and gets bamboo and reads and makes a basket. Like currently, Like, like yeah. yeah. Jake does, um, like, how Arian did. And then they find the baskets in the cave. And they're like, these are the same. And he's like, right. Duh. The, do you not get the concept of what we're doing here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Edward Jensen never comes up again. He's mentioned, and I thought there was going to be something in the second half, but no. There was really never a major conflict here. No. no. Nothing standing in his way. The conflict seemed to be the greed of man leading to war versus why can't you just let things go? But that only occurred in the second half of yeah. the back in time part of the book. Still no word on why technology is bad. No. Compression. Compression. That's all we got. <laughs> It'll get you. Yeah. Every week on this show, the person who read the book must give the book a rating. Our rating system consists of five levels. At the very bottom, we have toilet paper. The book is only worth the material it's printed on, if that. Second level is shampoo bottle. Barely interesting. Uh, If it's all you got, eh, sure, why not read it? The third level is IKEA manual. Competently written, but definitely not entertaining. Fourth level is Kindle Pick, worth buying electronically and or discounted. And finally, the fifth level is Hardcover, instant classic, must buy. So, Rich Uncle Pennybags. Fuck. You got it. I got it? Yeah. I got it! (laughs) Rich Uncle Pennybags, what is your rating for War Elephant? Well, the annoying spinner in the game of life that never spins on the nub that it's supposed to spin on because it keeps flying off. My rating for this... So normally I'll give it a rating as soon as I finish the book and then I'll think about the rating later. I didn't give this a rating when I finished it okay, because I wanted to process it. Right. And I have to conclude that it is a shampoo bottle. Right. Because parts of it were very entertaining. Yeah. It was descriptive enough. It was enjoyable. There were so many mistakes and incontinuities and incongruities Mm -hmm. that it wasn't hard to follow. And I feel like it should have been. Okay. (laughs) That's an interesting way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. With all the mistakes that there were, I shouldn't have understood it. Right. But I did. And, uh, I mean, Hey, if, uh, if you're going to self publish a book, that's the risk that you take. But like, yeah, I've never published a book. So there we go. It was entertaining. It wasn't good. Okay. Solid. Well, if you're an elephant and you enjoyed this story or just enjoyed us talking about how we didn't enjoy the story, <laughs> go ahead and write to us at a page too far at gmail.com. That is a page T O O far at gmail.com. You can also get in touch with us through our Instagram and Twitter uh, slash a page too far as well as our YouTube channel. Uh, just search our name on YouTube and you should be able to find it. Mm-hmm. We also have a Patreon uh, where you can become an editor today and you can get access to episodes a day early. You can listen to outtakes. You can listen to footnotes as well as bonus episodes every month and movie commentaries. We do one of those every month. They're a lot of fun. They're, they're a, a lot, lot of doing fun. Them. Yeah. They're so easy and they're great, except for the one that wasn't. Except for the <laughs> one that wasn't. Yep. Uh, but we love our editors. We value any and all input we get. Um, if you think uh, this book is awesome and we're wrong about a bunch of stuff, go ahead and write to us. Tell us exactly what we got wrong. We want to talk to you about it. Uh, hashtag Bobo Lives. And hashtag, I'm going to throw this, hashtag themed. I was going to do, I was gonna say hashtag themed. Hashtag themed. Hashtag T-H-E-E-N-D. I'm going to end every book from now on with Theend. Themed. themed. <laughs> Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, we got some new patrons too so hey you guys you're awesome thank you for supporting the show we appreciate it thank you very much we should sign off with elephant noises can you do an elephant noise Uh. no no. (laughs) (laughs) it's the best I can do